Preseason week three is upon us. The finales of the exhibition season for 2022. Tune it up for the regular season. Uh, who impressed us on Thursday night football? Packers, Chiefs, 49ers, Texans, and a note for every game coming up this weekend in preseason week three right now on Peacock at Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next-level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson, and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson with you at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL. Thanks for making us your first listen here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We've got to go fast here. It's preseason week number three and looking at Thursday night games, uh, not a lot of starters playing, not a super interesting game with the Green Bay Packers and the Kansas City Chiefs, but I think there is one player that we haven't really mentioned much on the show that's having a really nice camp for the Green Bay Packers and look, he's running back three maybe at most coming into the season, but uh, rookie Tyler Goodson is is quick. Uh, he had a touchdown in this one. He had a 24-yarder, and he's been the talk of camp. Uh, there, there's It's been a really good rookie class, not even from you know the guys drafted way at the top. Fourth rounder Zach Tom looks like he's going to start potentially, uh, and Tyler Goodson's been really nice find for the, uh, for the Green Bay Packers as well, so you know, really good draft class, I think, for Green Bay, especially those two rookie wide receivers. We'll see how quickly they get in to, um, you know, to good graces with their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and I like the, the Green Bay class. They got a lot of heat for, you didn't use one of your first-round picks on a receiver. Well, they got two guys, I think, that can help. Yeah. I really like what they've done on defense. That defense is just loaded with first-round picks. Interesting stuff there. Um, I didn't watch that game. I'm kind of box score scouting Packers Chiefs. I did watch the first half of the other one. I'm sure you did as well. But the big thing I wanted to watch from the Chiefs is what's the situation at running back? I mean, CEH's role seems pretty firm. Isaiah Pacheco is the hottest name in the fantasy world all of a sudden. But Ronald Jones got a good run as well. And there's been talk that he might get cut. McKinnon's going to be in the mix. I still think if I were the Chiefs, I would kick the tires on a trade for a running back. But interesting how that all shapes up. I mean, the thing about Jones, he just offers nothing in the passing game. I saw a stat that Isaiah Pacheco is uh, is older than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Wow. I'm actually looking at it. I might believe that. I just remember seeing it, and I want to double that's the truth. I mean, this incoming Uh, rookie class is so bizarre that way. They're essentially the exact same age. So that is okay. Pretty, yeah. Wow. Like your boy Trey Lance, I think they said last night is the second youngest starting quarterback in the league, and this is his what third season in the league, second the, season, the league. second yeah. season in the league. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought I thought he was younger than all of the quarterbacks. He, he, he was he was the youngest player in the draft last year, and I thought he was still younger than all the quarterbacks this year too. But uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true. The more I think about yeah. it, yeah, I'm not sure who would even be younger than Trey Lance at this point. Right. I mean, Kenny Pickett's 24. The other yeah. he's the oldest of the, that group. You know, Jordan Love. This is year three. It's like, okay, look, he should be a starting quarterback for somebody. Do you get that vibe from him? No. I, I, I don't feel like they get that vibe from him. I, I I mean, I don't look into this stuff too much, but it seems like by now, shouldn't he be dominating preseason games? And I don't get that feel from him at all. Yeah, with as much as he played, he should be putting up big-time stats. You know, he's had guys like, uh, you know, uh, a rookie darling in Romeo Dobbs out there mm-hmm. to throw to. You it's been a pretty good situation for him to thrive in that offense. 
Yeah. I almost don't care who he's playing with at this point. You're a first round pick from three years in. You should look great out there. He's long term backup quarterback situation. He's the next Brett Hundley. It's feeling like. I mean, we're almost getting to the point now where they got to pick up his fourth year or fifth year option soon. I assume they won't. No chance. No way. Yeah. Right. So what's he get on the open market? I mean, that's a story for another day, but I think that's interesting. Yeah. 49ers Texans. This one was fun in the in the in the way that uh, a lot of starters played on both sides of the ball. But man, even for the starters being out there, this was a bit of a snoozer, especially for the 49ers. And I don't think you come away with this game feeling good about the 49ers offensive line. Trent Williams wasn't out there, but um, none of the quarterbacks had a lot of time to throw. They weren't creating any running lanes, so we didn't really get any good information with the 49ers running back situation except that jordan mason the undrafted rookie got in the game before third round rookie terry and davis price and i think that's not so much that this is the depth chart now it was just that they want to see him earlier in the game to see what that looks like so he's not playing against scrubs because he's looked really good at the end of the game but to be honest with you uh, and i follow the 49ers close as anybody watch this whole game wire to wire it didn't change anything for me it, it was it was not great up front um mm-hmm. Uh, on the other side, though, uh, I, I like the way the Texans came to play, and I, I thought Damian Pierce looked the part. Six carries, 37 yards, 6.2 yards per carry. Uh, he's he's the guy. He's the number one back there. Yeah. I think that's really the one takeaway I had from this entire game, sadly, is that Damian Pierce good, everything else, I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, I watched the first half pretty closely, and I think that's definitely the takeaway, fantasy or not. He's a dude. They're, they're finally getting some guys that they can build around. I love the way he runs. I was extremely high on him coming out of school. I own him in Dynasty Leagues galore. Very happy about it. Um, I also think their O-line deserves a little credit, and their dedication to the running game is starting to show up. Houston looks like a real football team now. I mean, it's been a couple of years since we could say that. Um, and you're right. Your Niners O-line was really patched together, but it was overwhelmed. And I guess my one question to you, and it's not a big concern, nor does it shock me, but I, I thought Lance's pocket presence was a little so-so. You, you know, he holds the ball a little long. I, I remember one th- one play where Ayuk is flying right across the middle of the field and he throws a go ball down the right sideline that he was predetermined. You know, like it, there's some finer points of the position I still think he needs obvious work on. It, it did look like he passed up some easier throws. That was the third and two play, and George Kittle's running a short out, and then he goes d- deep to Debo. Debo didn't really have much separation. It was an incomplete pass, and it looked like he went straight to the deep ball. So his eyes are aggressive. He does like to look downfield, so that's mm-hmm. going to be very different for the 49ers this year. But it's also a reminder, really young guy. Didn't f- play much right his life and a lot of talent there's gonna be some ups and downs i think with the 49ers and if the offensive line's bad in front of them then it's gonna make it even more difficult for the young player sure i I just he's gonna need to speeding his timing and processing up a little bit looking ahead to friday football games we've got the buffalo bills at the carolina panthers what are you looking for in this one man I don't mean to half-ass this podcast, but I've always been very honest with you folks. With, with Ever since I started this when it was locked on NFL 100 years ago, I'm not looking forward to much preseason at this point, to be honest with you. I mean, I've kind of been preseasoned out. I feel like the, the regular season is just banging on the door, and it's a lot longer away than we know. And I don't know how many teams are going to take this week particularly seriously. I'm still going to do my work, and I know there are some teams that will. But I can't see Buffalo playing anybody after they just demolished Denver last week. I mean, my priority would just be rest, rest, rest. Carolina, I mean, I guess you could look at, you know, some of their younger dudes. 
Ekwanu, I've watched quite a bit in this, this preseason. He's been up and down, but his traits are staggering. So, I mean, he, you know, he has some growing pains, though, too. That's a big one for me. The Panthers have yeah. a lot more to, to look forward to to try to develop in this game. With the Bills, it's like, don't get hurt. And with the Panthers, okay, let's see, you know, a little bit of Baker, maybe uh, let's, you know, salvage you know, a little showcase for Sam Darnold, maybe for the for the other 31 teams in the NFL. If someone needs a, a backup quarterback, um, although at this point with uh, with the depth chart and the injuries there, maybe they need to keep them anyway. But um, yeah, more for the Panthers to work on the bills. Just don't get hurt. How about this one? Right, right. Round three, Matt Seahawks at Cowboys. But the round three is the in-house quarterback battle. They've got two quarterback ones, according to Pete Carroll. It is Geno Smith versus Drew Locke. Who's going to win this one? It doesn't seem like it's over yet. I mean, I, I got to think it's Geno, but they sure do. I believe that their 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 discussion about Locke is not manufactured. I think they do like him more than we do, or like than anybody does. And there's ability there. I mean, I, I could see Pete Carroll you know, embracing what Locke brings to the table and trying to build something around him. But, I mean, I think it will be Geno. It's been Geno, so what could Drew Locke possibly do to finally overtake him is the way I look Mm -hmm. at it, which is probably not going to be anything. So, yeah. If it's still a question at this point, this kind of goes for Pickett versus Trubisky, too, because that's the only one I can come up with. That probably is already settled. I mean, let's be honest, though. They're clearly fighting for the number two and number three quarterback jobs for behind Jimmy Garoppolo when he signs with them after he gets cut next year. (laughs) I mean, I think there's a good chance for that. Yeah. Uh, It'd be a great storyline for the season if if, uh, the hated Seahawks all of a sudden had the 49ers ex-quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. (laughs) Dallas Cowboys, uh, Jalen Tolbert. Can he be yeah, a but... rookie wide receiver? Um, and this is another one of those don't get hurt teams. They've already had massive injuries, which might even impact it more. And they say, you know what? Let's not even test anybody. That's, that's what I was thinking, too. It's like you would think Tolbert doesn't get a pass, but considering where they're at with that re- receiver core, and I think he's already proven that he belongs, I would play him very, very little. More games to to cover here, there is some notes and some interesting players still out there, some camp battles, some teams playing ones, some teams not in this preseason tune-up for 2022. But level with me, folks. We've all been in a situation at some point in our lives when we're a little tight on cash. Maybe you could only afford to put a few gallons of gas in your tank and you got another save the date and are wondering how uh, you're going to afford a gift for that wedding uh, or you need some bills to pay. Well, that's where Dave can help. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, catch up on those bills, tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. You need to to buy some gear for your side hustle to make you future cash. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch, need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you and if you're buying something for future you to make future you better then future you'll be really happy about the help the future you gave you download the dave app from the app store right now that's dave d-a-v-e sign up for an extra cash account and get up to five hundred dollars instantly for terms and conditions go to dave.com slash legal transfer fees do apply banking provided by evolve member fdic 
Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen every day. Make sure you are checking out the Ultimate Pro Football Preview starting next week, August 31st, an eight-episode extravaganza to get you ready for the NFL season. The local team experts on the Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey NFL Insiders all combining into one Ultimate NFL Preview starting August 31st. Search for Ultimate Pro Football Preview 2022 on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Taking a peek at the rest of the Friday schedule here, Matt, we've got the Chargers at the New Orleans Saints. Uh, the New Orleans Saints have more, I think, more minor roster movement that they need to tune up for this season for the Chargers. It's like, let's get into this season <laughs> yeah. and let's let our stars be stars and, and, you know, maybe work on run fits a little bit in this one. But, uh, you know, the, aside from that, the Chargers are primed for a big season. Let's get into it healthy. Yeah, I, I think both teams are leaning that direction at this point too. You know, the Saints don't have a lot of draft picks. They, they you know, they they go all in and only have a few guys. I, I think Penning still needs some refinement. Um, I, I don't think Zion Johnson does. Coincidentally, they both took offensive linemen early. I, 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 I'm reaching here again, guys. I'm, I'm sorry, but Penning, I mean, I mean, Penning is a big one. You, you've Penning's got a big one. Yeah, he's a blindside pass protector and hasn't looked like he's ready for. Uh, prime time yet and, yeah. you know you've seen some signs but you know get Trevor Penning ready because you spent so much to go up and get Olave and Penning they've got to be really good players for you or it sets you back if you're the Saints it, it sounds like he's beating people up less at camp and starting to settle in of how you know th this league really works if I'm reaching for somebody with the Chargers and I don't even know if he'll play a lot I would look at a guy like Palmer the receiver and say go be dominant against backups. You know, you're our three. You can still use some work. You know, maybe he makes a big play or two. How about the Patriots and the Raiders Friday night? Uh, are, are you are you going to be, to be honest with you, I'm going to be watching this game to see who's calling the plays and see how the offense looks because yeah, yeah. I'm so down the on the Patriots. Deal. Yeah. What's And if this is sort of a, and look, even if you're, you're resting guys, I think there's a operational, tune-up that needs to happen point. because the next game the Patriots play someone's an offensive coordinator so figure it out right mm -hmm. and I'm sure Bill will get it right it might take a little while I think you want to play the Patriots early in the season um I guess I'd like to see Isaiah Wynn who's been on the trade block is he going to be the starting right tackle or is he just going to be as a rotation keep him healthy do they have a trade brewing Raiders, I think Zamir White's a guy to watch too. I mean, with Kenyon Drake out of the mix, I'm not so certain that White won't outrush Jacobs this year. Uh, people are talking about the year eight breakout for Amir Abdullah too with this Raiders offense. For some reason, <laughs> Amir Abdullah has been a star in training camp. Uh, another name I'll throw out there for you is the third round rookie uh, center guard, Dylan Parham. Yeah, it's a good one. Good they need him. Yep. Leatherwood, though, and we just talked about when Leatherwood supposedly on the block, too. I mean, are they going to play him and see him look terrible or could they move him? Some of these O linemen, you throw Tevin Jenkins in that mix, too, and Dillard from Philly. There's some first round offensive linemen that could possibly move here in the next couple of days. But Derek Carr to Devontae Adams, they've been working on that for a long time since the Fresno State days. I don't think they need to uh, do much in this one. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Atlanta Falcons. I think this is a fun game because I think there's plenty for these teams to work on, and you're not Super Bowl, you're Super Bowl hopeful, but you're not a Super Bowl favorite by any means. So if you're if you're these teams, just be as good as possible and develop as much as you can, getting ready for the regular season. Yeah, yeah, hundred um, percent. 
Uh, Ritter. Ritter stands out to me. I mean, the more I keep hearing from, um, you know, the guys close to the team, beat writers, a lot of people think Ritter might play early this year, that, that he's been impressive enough, that maybe he's even the better quarterback of the two. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm open to that possibility. I did um, like some throws last week from Mariota. Yeah. Too, so I think he's done enough to maybe to hold Ritter off, but all reports have been great from Ritter. I love some of the throws I've seen from Ritter, and those two guys are so similar. They just are. Because, you know, height, weight, athleticism, the way the ball comes out, uh, I, it, it's almost hard to separate them, too. If they were really different, like if Ritter was like this young athletic guy with the big upside and it was a, you know, a boring old veteran that couldn't move around at all, then maybe they would look different. You think, okay, we got to go with the young guy because he gives us more. It's more dynamic in, a, in an offense where we need the quarterback to create. But they're so similar that I don't think you have that advantage if you're Ritter necessarily over someone like Mariota. Yeah, I, I do think they're very similar athletically. Yes, they're a good athlete for the position, but they're a little robotic too. You know, they're, they're not a Willis like athlete, you know, and they're a little bit stiffer than that. Um, I think Tyler Algiers, another one just kind of watching Falcons uh, training camp reports that maybe by mid season, Algiers is the lead back there. I know he's only a second year player, but please don't get Kyle Pitts hurt. So if anybody sits, it should be Kyle. Yes. Pitts. <laughs> 100% AJ Terrell, Kyle Pitts. You're like our only good guys. Don't see the field. I don't know if the starters are going to play much for the Jacksonville Jaguars, but uh, reports are good with, and obviously we've already seen some development and, and I have no doubts that Trevor Lawrence is going to be a pretty good player in this league. And I think he's going to see yeah. a huge leap in year two, but uh, building a rapport with Christian Kirk, I think, you know, much has been made and made, making fun of how much money they had to overpay Christian Kirk to get him to go to Jacksonville. Um, but I think for fantasy purposes, he might be a sneaky, nice player. I have him ranked pretty high. I mean, he's clearly their best receiver and their number one, and they gave him money. I mean, that's really all we need to know in the fantasy world. By the way, running back James Robinson getting close, and so he might be ready to go at some point early in the season, which might put a which might dampen those expectations that a lot of folks have, especially in the fantasy community, about Travis ATN breaking out this year after uh, missing his rookie year due to a torn ACL. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, he's an easy guy to root for, but I wonder if he'll be the same. I mean, the history of those guys coming off bad ACLs usually isn't good the first year. Rams and Bengals kind of want to skip over this one. Joe Burrow's not going to play. The Rams don't play anybody. So yeah. I got one deep dive here. Okay. The guard spot um, between who was the pick last year out of Clemson? I forget his Jake uh, Carmen and oh, yeah. the Jackson. rookie this year. Yeah, Jackson Carmen. I'm sorry. And the rookie this year, Cordell Volson, who's gotten a lot of talk as well. So four of the spots are clear up front. I think there's still a competition at guard between two young pups. We'll I mean, see if uh, we'll see if the the listeners out there tune into to Rams the guard Bengals. competition. <laughs> guard, <laughs> <laughs> love it. Uh, Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears are at the Cleveland Browns, who will not be quarterbacked by. Deshaun Watson for 11 weeks. It's going to be Jacoby Brissett. And uh, I think the Browns, if anybody, need a little bit of a tune-up here to get ready. And, and they know who their quarterback is, and they need to win some games and, and be in a spot where you know Deshaun Watson could potentially come in and save the season late. Yeah, and I, I, Ethan Polchak's going to be the center. I mean, I'm stressing interior O-line here, so I should probably just kind of get off it. And maybe you want to develop a little bit of continuity with the line, especially with the starting center again i'm kind of reaching i think you know the browns just want to get to the home street you know get to the, the starting line here healthy the bears could probably work on everything i mean if they're smart i would play all my guys valus jones the rookie third round wide receiver 
for the Bears has kind of worked his way up the the depth chart a little bit. There's been some injuries in front of him as well, you know, Byron Pringle. And uh, mm-hmm. who knows, he might even start week one. So, you know, a little bit more work there. You know, maybe a couple series from Justin Fields I'd like to see. Just to see a little bit more, get get some continuity with this new offensive line and um, at least be a team that is, is ready to compete early in the season because I don't know how many wins are going to be there for the Bears this year. Yeah, it's going to be a tough year. Uh, but – and maybe they'll feature Tevin Jenkins a little bit. It'll look a little better. I mean, again, I'm kind of reaching here. We've got the Cardinals at the Tennessee Titans. It's all about the uh, backup running backs for me because I own mm. Derrick Henry, who you traded to me in our Locked On Dynasty uh, league, our football league. I've got Derrick Henry, so I'm trying hard to figure out who the uh, who the handcuff is going to be. And at the end, in the end, I might just carry four different titans running backs wow. just to make sure if if derrick henry gets hurt i still have a, a starting running back I, I think the cardinals backup running backs are interesting too i mean mm-hmm. they're going to keep connor on ice of course yeah eno benjamin's gotten a lot of run and good attention here um i like the rookie they drafted out of usc to uh, ingram you know I, I think he's more of a, a hammer to benjamin's lightning those those things are interesting Maybe the Cardinals would try to feature their last two first-round picks, the two linebackers, because they really don't have defined roles. Maybe you want to get them a little more you know, playing time or McBride, the tight end. But overall, I- I'm not expecting a whole lot. I-, I like your Titans call, though. Of uh... Oh, the other Titan I wanted to bring up is a slot receiver, the rookie, Phillips. Mm-hmm. People are raving about this oh, guy. Yeah. He's the next uh, Hunter. Yeah, right. exactly. Right, all right. And he might be. You know, they could sure use that. There's one every year. And I think There's we know who it is every year. It's Kyle Phillips of the Tennessee Titans. I think you might be right. All right. Handful more games on the week three preseason schedule next. But first, I want to let the folks out there know about betonline.net, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. How about these NFL lines? The odds for number one seed in the AFC and the NFC. Matt, guess who the number one team the AFC is according to bet on line to get that berth into the Super Bowl I'm saying Buffalo uh it is a Buffalo Bills they're yeah. three to one favorites uh they're, they have three wow. to one odds for being which is still not terrible for being the AFC one seed and next it's the Baltimore Ravens and Kansas City Chiefs tied so yeah, Chiefs have a really tough schedule mm-hmm uh, in the NFC, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers one, the Green Bay Packers two, and the Dallas Cowboys three. But if you mm, think your I wouldn't pick on any of them, <laughs> if you can, t- if you think your team's getting slept on, you can find them down there. Yeah. Uh, maybe some one hundred to one Houston Texans or Jacksonville Jaguars. How about a one hundred to one Detroit Lions? You can find those odds at Bet Online, which continues to be your top resource for all sports wagering and information, not just NFL, but Major League Baseball, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf, live in game betting. So head to Bet Online today to use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action at Bet Online, where the game starts. We're looking at the Philadelphia Eagles at the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins I might put are, a buck on the Eagles to be the NFC number one ooh, seed. I mean, it, it, those other three are getting that kind of juice. You may get a good payoff on that one. 12 to 1. 12 to 1 odds ooh, for the Philadelphia Eagles in the sneaky. NFC. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've got a lot. And if, and if, lot. The, if the developmental curve continues on the same path that we've seen from Jalen Hurts, it could be it could be something there, and he's got yeah. he's got weapons around him. The offensive line, defensive line. Yep. So yeah, the Philadelphia Browns, Eagles right. could be could be a fun team this year absolutely uh they might not be super fun in the uh, week three of the preseason no, we'll, see who plays, 
We'll see who plays for them. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, I think, a little bit more interesting. Let's see what that running back group looks like. Tua, does he get a little tune-up here before the regular season starts? New coach, new systems. Uh, I think it's important that they get on the same page before the season starts. Two kind of high-profile names from this game that are on the hot seat or not quite fitting in, could be on the move, Jalen Rager and Mike Gusecki. You know, I, I don't know if Miami will play Gusecki, but I think there's a chance they move him before the start of the season. He doesn't fit at all. And the Eagles, all of a sudden, Rager's like fifth on the depth chart. Is there a team out there that liked him coming out of school and says, I'll take a chance on that guy? It's almost too late for Rager, right? Not, right. They need to get off from him from after year one or two, like they did with Arcega Whiteside. Although I say Arcega Whiteside was a year earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they tried like the tight end thing with Arcega Whiteside. And, uh, but man, I, you can see why they wanted to spend the money in the draft picks to go get AJ Brown. It's like, let's make sure we get the wide receiver yes. right this time. We spent these draft picks and Devontae Smith looks really good, but uh, now they've got it. So, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They can move forward and not worry about that position anymore. The Washington commanders at the Baltimore Ravens, Baltimore Ravens. And it's the, it's the Tyler Huntley show for all these preseason games with the Baltimore. It's kind of fun. Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. And, and he's a nice player there. And Isaiah likely as well. Can he keep this going? Is Isaiah oh. like, like, um, I think Travis Jones got hurt in the last game. So he did, yeah. Man, you look at this Ravens draft class, and not only did they have multiple first round picks, and I think those guys are going to be okay, but their first pick in Kyle Hamilton is like my least favorite pick of their group because they <laughs> guys like Travis Jones later and Isaiah Likely a tight end, and you know Ajabo is going to be something for him probably next year. What, this we can look back and be like, oh my god, look at this draft class from 2022 for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, and we didn't even talk about, like, Linderbaum. You know, I mean, he's been hurt. I doubt he'll play in this mm-hmm. one, but you be ready for the opener. No, they got a lot of guys and a lot of early picks and, you know, fourth-round picks. Likely he's been the story. Um, I think both running back crews are worth watching here, too, because Antonio Gibson is dropping like a stone. I think Robinson is the number one there. Like, it wouldn't shock me if Gibson starts this game, and by that I mean as a backup, and Robinson doesn't touch the ball to keep him clean. I think the Baltimore running back thing is a little hairier than we might remember because Dobbins has done like nothing. Gus Edwards is on pop. It might be the Mike Davis show in week one. You see the blitz pick up from Mike Davis. I think it was no week preseason week number two. I mean, he just annihilated somebody. Um, and that's what you're going to get from Mike Davis. You know, you're going to get, he's mm-hmm. going to do the, the little things and the dirty things that he needs to big, strong, thick guy. You know, he's mm-hmm. good at that. Yeah. Moving along to the Buccaneers at the Indianapolis Colts. Tom Brady will not sniff the football field, so it's going to be a whole bunch more of Kyle Trask. I can't imagine that Matt Ryan plays much in this game either. Um, I don't know what to look for in this one. uh, I I can tell you what to look for. One of my draft favorites that's looking better and better every single week and has had an awesome camp is Nick Cross, safety for the Colts. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, You know, he might be already so entrenched as a starter that they don't want to get him hurt and they don't play him in this game. But uh, another one is Alec Pierce. I mean, those were those were high level at uh, Bernard Raymond, too. I mean, I was having to take a step further with Raymond, too. Yeah, Yeah. that Colts draft class was such high end, somewhat raw athletes that need some time but if they hit on those guys and we're seeing it already with nick cross he's been the talk of colts camp so i mm-hmm. uh, can't wait for that one no that, that's that's a good good one there i think tampa is like the rams and plays zero people of consequence uh maybe rashad white gets some, some there you go. Here and some love. Yeah, yeah yeah rashad white is he yeah. the parent there at, at running back if there's an injury to leonard fournette could he be a league winner for you even potentially in your fantasy leagues possibly yeah, yeah. i mean this would be a good opportunity for him 
And the final game on Saturday. Sunday is, oh no, wait, where are we at here? The final game on Saturday, sorry, is the Vikings at Broncos, Minnesota Vikings at the Denver Broncos. And we have not seen a lot of Russell Wilson in the first unit in the off in the, uh, in the preseason. So I'm feeling like they've got to have some sort of a tune up here to get ready for the year. Or they're just like, you know what? I don't care. I think we can, uh, I think we can go into the season with what we have and not have to worry about it because we've got a superstar quarterback. I think the the answer is they don't care. We have a superstar quarterback. Just stay healthy. I mean, I feel I feel like that's the approach they're taking. Maybe Kellen Mond can save a little face in this game. I mean, his stock has fallen like a stone too. Um, again, I'm having a tough one with this this crew. I, I think both these teams are pretty set with what they're doing. Both new head coaches, so it's kind of hard to know their track record. But I think they're pretty happy with where both their teams are at. It was funny because Nathaniel Hackett, the Broncos, it was like, ah, I'm not sure how much we're going to play Russell Wilson. He might play a little bit preseason week two. He might even play a half. And I saw all these different reports. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, yeah, you know what? He's probably not even going to play the entire preseason. <laughs> right, right. He doesn't want to, I bet. <laughs> Maybe that's what it was. He's like, hey, coach, I heard your press conference. Can we not do that? Let's not do that. Yeah. <laughs> New York Giants. <laughs> Sunday at the New York Jets. We've got New York at New York. They've had joint practices all week, too. So they might be, uh, you know, they might be a little tired of each other at this point. Um, I've know, noticed New- a trend that joint practices usually means don't play in guys on yes. the game. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah, you get better situations in the joint practice. Hey, we want to we want to work on red zone, two minute, whatever. You don't know if you'll get that in the game. So I think you use up a lot of those reps during the week. Mm-hmm. But both these teams certainly have guys that could use some more more work. Um, the, the name that pops up to me is Denzel Mims. I mean, talk about guys on the trade block. He's on the trade block, I think, since he got drafted and doesn't seem like anybody wants to trade for him. Well, actually, according to Mims and his agent this week, that they had been unwilling to trade him previously, and he's officially – or they had been unwilling to release him, and he's been wanted to be out of there for a while now. And yeah. He's officially, like, publicly now asked to be traded, and I think at some point he's just going to get cut and not traded instead. Is it probably. It's going to end up happening after this game, but he'll probably be out there. He'll get showcased for a team that might want some, you know, some length and some speed at wide receiver. Robert Sala did say he's undecided, so he might, you know, depending on what he saw at practice this week, he might put his starters out there a little bit. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll buy that. I wouldn't play Flacco, though. Um, Last note on Mims, and he's kind of been out of sight, out of mind. I mean, as soon as the Shanahan-type staff took over, you just saw a round peg in a square hole. But if I'm the Bears or Atlanta, I'd bring in Denzel Mims. Oh, no doubt. There's a lot of utilized him. And it's again, it's one of those things like Rager. It's like a little too late. The teams don't move on quick enough to get anything back. And then the player toils around in obscurity for so long that he's kind of, you know, ruined and has more ground to make up for once he gets to another team anyway. Mm -hmm. Lions and Steelers is the final game on the week three preseason slate. How much of the starters are we going to see? Are we going to see some picket to pickens in this game, Matt? I think, you know, going through all those games, it doesn't sound like many are going to play. Maybe I'm missing the boat and some will. But there's been a report around here that Campbell and Tomlin had a conversation, which I don't know if that's regular or not. And they both decided we're going to play our dudes and the Lions aren't going to play Goff. But I doubt the Steelers play Watt or Hayward, but I think they're going to play Trubisky for a bit and then hand it to Pickett and play their young guys, and maybe even Najee Harris straps it up for a series. I know the Steelers' O-line needs an awful lot of work. I know the Lions' O-line doesn't, but it sounds like 
Campbell likes to play his guys, which is certainly their approach to the you know the game. No Jerry Goff, but I think the rest right. of the starters, it sounds like you're going to play for the Lions, at least for a little bit. And uh, you know who I want to see? I mean, mm. so much is being made of, of Pickett and and George Pickens, the, the first and second round quarterback and wide receiver duo. But what about Calvin Austin? I know he got deemed up a little bit. I don't bit. think he'll play. I'm not sure if he's back at practice or not, but you'd like watching him. He is a roadrunner. His first 20 yards is as fast as anybody I've ever seen. He is shot out of a cannon. Yeah. It's amazing. I mean, I've stood next to him. He's a little smaller than you think. I mean, he's like five seven, five oh seven oh. I mean, he is short. He's not five seven and a half. But boy, I mean, you watch practice, and anyone that stands would be like, "Who is that guy? He's faster than everybody else." And like you said, it's shot out of a can. He's five oh seven three, man. Is he okay? Yeah, five oh seven three. I just looked that up yesterday for some odd reason. I don't know why. Um, but yeah, five oh seven three, five seven and three eighths for those. Okay. Of you well, I'm six oh two seven, so I tower over him. Yeah, so he looks like uh, <laughs> he's, probably, he's probably much smaller than your son at this point, right? Oh yeah, my son's yeah. taller than I am now, and he's okay. not yet sixteen. <laughs> my favorite thing about this game is in the preseason, I host the Steeler uh, post game shows on the radio which are all call-ins, and of course, they're all, Kenny Pickett should start, he's from Pitt, but, uh, you know, and a lot of them are drunk. So I'm thrilled that this is a 4.30 start. Usually it's an 8 o'clock start. Oh, I, yeah. I get out of the studio or stadium at like 2 a.m. You know, we go two hours after Tomlin's press conference. I'll be home by like 8. That's awesome. <laughs> That's fantastic. That's the all best right. part. Uh, well, have a great weekend, Matt. Enjoy those games and enjoy the Steelers and Lions on Sunday. Hope you get to bed at a, at a really nice time. And for the rest of the listeners out there, we will be back with you Monday, breaking down all the standouts from preseason week three. What did we learn? We might see some cuts and trades trickling through as well on the transaction wire. Talk to you then right here. Peacock and Williamson.